Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am so happy to be here. This is my fourth episode of If Comedians Rule the World. I have to start by saying thank you so much to all my audiences. We have had downloads from San Francisco. I don't know why. I hope I have pronounced that properly. To Australia, to Argentina. No downloads from Africa, but that is okay, you know? And I am having a fantastic and wonderful time. So I want to start by thanking you, all your audiences, all these audiences downloaded. It's been fantastic. You have given me all the encouragement. And I have a very special guest, a very fantastic comedian. He's already on his red wine. His name is Roland Saunders. And I met him, ooh, well, probably about two years ago, either uh, watching him kill a gig. And when I say kill, he fantastic performance at the new act of the year, um, 20, I can't remember what year it was, but it was probably 2017 or something. I can't remember, something like that. And he did fantastically well. And he was robbed. He was robbed. He was robbed like Donald Trump. He, he should have won that competition by a lot, but that is another thing entirely. He's a fantastic comedian. He's one that I respect. He's also an impressionist. Give it up. I know you can't clap. Give it up for Roland Saunders. Hey, I, I, I'll cheer myself, you know. <laughs> that's how we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, think, I think it was 2017 for New Acts of the Year. Yeah. It's, it's, it feels like a long time ago now. Yes, it does feel like, yeah, the world has changed. It feels... It feels like, yeah, it, it, let's not even go there. But how have you been? You seem to have put on a lot of weight. You look different. No, no, that's, that's, that's called lockdown. And it's also called like a wide, wide lens on this, on this laptop that I've got. Yeah. You know, nice. if, if, you, if you put it on the screen, you add two stone. I can't remember what the phrase is, but it's something like that on TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, or, Always look look fatter than you are on on television. That's why when you when you walk into see people on TV, they always you think, oh, you're really small and skinny, oh, oh, you know, and then suddenly, but that's 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 what it is. It's the shape of the screen. Oh, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling myself anyway. Oh yeah, it's Friday night. It's eight forty something. You're having a glass of red wine, and you also have a lovely painting behind you. You this is this is wonderful to see it. Yeah, that's a David Hoyle painting behind me. Expensive? No, no, he 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 painted it for me for as a birthday present Ooh. a long time ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Was, wow. wow. And of course, I cherish, I cherish it, and it's it's a it's a big one. You can't even see the size of it. It's the size of a half a wall. Wow, is he a famous artist? Yeah, well, well he's famous within the circuit in this in this um the sort of. Uh, the, the gay alternative circuit is very famous. Okay, like, so, but it's not, it's not a vanguard or anything. No, no, he used to be called Divine David. Okay. You can look him up on YouTube okay. and you'll see, no, he's, but then he became just David, his normal name, David Hoyle a few years ago. But yeah, it's great. It's very funny, very okay. funny comedian. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. So how have you been? Because it's this, this is the second lockdown now. How have you been keeping yourself busy? Because we wish to meet at lots of gigs, creativity. You were always on fire. How's it been? Well, I've been. I, I did. A, I, I did a few um, Zoom gigs, which aren't so good. 
I mean, they're okay, but you know, you don't, it's not the same as being in a live room. Yeah. And I've done, I've done, I did a few live gigs in between the gap. I did the Camden Comedy Club. Yeah. And I did, um, I did a, the, some cockpit theatre venue, but it was all very, very, very sort of hand wipe and, you know, don't go near anybody. Don't, don't laugh over it. Don't let anyone laugh. That was one of the rules. Wow. They said, don't, don't, don't ask, don't let the audience laugh too much because it'd be droplets in the air. So how strange and weird is that? Well, I, yeah, I remember a gig I did somewhere in uh, Lucian. Is it Lucian? Uh, somewhere, somewhere in South London. And they all had masks. They were all wearing masks. So even when I cracked a joke, normally the, I couldn't hear the laughter. It was strange. But you they, just see people moving around. Yeah, and, you see people moving around and just like, it, it's, it's really amazing how, you know, uh, everyone is, almost everybody's wearing masks. The, the Muslims have won, haven't they? They have really changed this country, making sure everybody <laughs> wears masks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, I think they were ahead of the time, you know, that that's, that's a much more advanced people. Yeah, yeah. And even with, and catch up, that's the situation. Uh, yeah, and even Michael Jackson, I know he would have been, you know, he was well ahead of his time. Exactly, yeah. and, and that's what people don't understand. They used to laugh at him, but he was like, no, I don't want any germs. Yeah. I'm gonna cover my face, it's, you know, that's fine, you stay away. So are you, are you for, are you, do you, are you an anti-vax or what? No, yeah. no, 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 I, I want people to hurry up and have the vaccine. Excellent. So, so you, you can understand where I come from in terms of that. I, my belief is that, you know, if I was running this country, all babies would be vaccinated with COVID immediately. And every adult, every adult, COVID, everybody, it's not up for debate. It is not up for debate. That's yeah, why I, I, I was thinking that as well. I was thinking, hold on, the vaccine's already out there catching COVID. Yeah. I think you're smart. You know, that's, a, that's the way it was. I think I had COVID back in, in March. Ah, seriously? Yeah. Oh. So I was I was quite early on and it was I, I went I got it here. I I I'd literally done a few gigs. I had another one to do for um monkey business. I had to cancel it. And he he was on the phone, he was saying, Oh, you can't cancel the gig, you can't cancel. I said, I'm I'm actually not feeling very well. I, I went off to Malta on holiday. The first day I got there. I got a raging temperature and had the tickly cough, lost taste and smell. And it's before t losing taste and smell was a thing. And I was in, I, I didn't leave the hotel for the whole holiday. And even when I got onto the aeroplane, I'll be honest, I wasn't 100%. Okay. So, and, and they had these heat tracking things at the airport. As you walked through, they were watching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, and I know. And I was like, how am I going to get through this? So I had I had ibuprofen, which they said was bad, and then suddenly it's good again. But I, I knew it was good because it got me home. Oh. And so I got back, and and um, oh, who was it? I'm trying to remember who who Martin had booked, but I did want to meet the, the guy who was headlining. Okay. Uh, uh, Simon Rodkin. Oh, you you would have given him COVID if you if you had met him. Yeah, yeah. I, but I said to Martin, Martin was very keen for me to definitely do it. And I said, no, I said, I've just got back from my <laughs> well, and I'm self waiting I'm so glad but, that you're alive, you recovered, and that's, you, you're, you're not dead. 
Well, you know, you know what? Us presidents, we get it very quickly and we pass it off, we're off well, very quickly. Look, you know, I was having a debate about uh, these celebrities who have had COVID and they have recovered without even taking the vaccine. There's Idris Elba, there's Donald Trump, there's Boris Johnson. You know, why do you need? There is an argument that you don't really need the vaccine because these people recovered. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. I, so. do, I mean, I, the thing is, is I, I was thinking that this, this virus is wipe, you know, wiping out so many older people, mostly, which is so sad. Um, but but then the younger ones. But I, I know friends who have long COVID. They they're stuck in bed for for six months. So you, they get out of bed and they're still tired. Wow! And then you get to the middle of the day and you still. So you couldn't be a comedian if you have long COVID. No, no, you, know, you can't. But uh, you know anyway, what I mean? uh, anyway, enough you, about you, enough about COVID. But I remember you like I remember you at Edinburgh Fringe, and I remember thinking, wow, you, you're doing two shows. Is that right? Yeah. Two shows. And doing all the little pop-ups. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the thing is that I didn't realise until I actually went to do, I, I think when my first proper full-blown Edinburgh Fringe was three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise how much work it is until I got there. Look. And because <laughs> even when you do, even when you're popping up for 10 minutes somewhere, that's all the travel there engaging, sitting down, getting ready, going on, set, doing a bit of tech stuff, from, in my case, and then getting up and doing things. So you, it's a whole it's a whole two hours for 10 minutes, in yeah. some cases, travelling, and and and, the, and, it, and you start to realise, hold on a minute, and then you, how much time have I got in a day? <laughs> and I, from the moment you wake up, it's true, isn't it? From the moment you wake up in Edinburgh, when you're, when you're working hard, you are on the go the whole time. It gets to ten o'clock, and you're up late. You're leaving late if it's ten o'clock. Yeah, it's it's a war zone. Two, three a.m. and there's and you don't really have a break. You just have to keep on pushing. Yeah, and get on. But don't you think? Because you know, one of the things I uh, I say to the comics who come to my show is the title of the podcast is "If Comedians Rule the World," and I know you want to talk about Edinburgh. So um, it's really interesting what is now happening. It's just, for me, it's like, as far as I'm concerned, even though they still call it the United Kingdom, I believe there are four different countries in, in the UK right now, or three. The way Scotland disagrees with everything that England does in terms of the restrictions, it's just unbelievable. Even if we said, oh, Edinburgh is gonna happen, it's not gonna happen in Scotland because Nicola Sturgeon would not let it happen in Scotland. She has a different approach in terms of COVID. So if you, as a comedian, were ruling the world, and I know you want to talk about Edinburgh Freak, this is your opportunity to express your views. Okay, I know we've spoken briefly about uh, how, you know, tough it is, you know, walking almost 24-7, so on and so forth. But, you know, what, 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 what are your views about Edinburgh now in, in 20-whatever? Well, I, I, well, I knew... When I got back from Malta and I recovered, I knew straight away that Edinburgh's not going to happen. And it was like one of those things where you think, no, 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 you want it to happen. But I started looking, I I watched the Spanish flu documentaries on YouTube Mm. as comfort. 
Mm. So I could understand, and it was like, it, honestly, it actually, it was really good. I mean, it's still there, these documentaries, but you, mm. I watched them think, oh, okay, so it's going to take like two years or maybe three, which is without a vaccine. And it's like, okay, and they've never made a coronavirus vaccine before in, the, in history. So this is going to be all new. And, I, and so I, I thought, well, Edinburgh Fringe, everybody sitting next to each other, because the whole art of comedy is the audience are nice and close to each other they mm. almost touch each other's arms and mm. and it's when one giggles everyone else laughs mm -hmm. and before you spread that out and this has been proven true in the past few months when you see these gigs and there's tables and they're it pulls apart it's like it's like nobody's turn up to your gig and you know and, and and people on the tables and they're all sort of clustered together but you know, that's it's just so sort of it's so sort of sad, but people have we've been making the best of it. And next, and I'm sure that maybe I don't think next year Edinburgh Fringe will be back to what it normally is. I think it'd be another year. You reckon? That's my that's my theory. I mean, there, there might be some people starting, but I don't think if you don't get the vaccine, that vaccine won't be properly rolled out till yeah. the middle of next. Year. I I know I know that Nicola Sturgeon will not let it happen unless she's hundred percent that the Scots are being protected. Doesn't want the English to come and infect them with the. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think you know the, we've got, we've got Donald Trump's going to come back to uh, Scotland. He's going to make Scotland great again. <laughs> and well, he's, he's going to get a Hadrian Wall. He's going to get that rebuilt. You know, you know, if I if I had my way, if I was Nicola Sturgeon, because I know she doesn't like uh, Donald Trump, I will confiscate. Because he's now out of power, I'll confiscate his, his golf course. You know, nationalize it, make it become a Scottish golf course. You know, there's nothing he can do about it. He can sue them, but he will not win. You know. Uh, he, I mean, the thing is, what he'll do is he'll, he'll do what he's doing with the U.S. election. Yeah. He'll constantly whine, and he won't accept the result. You and know, I was, I, go on. You know, what was it? You know, you you've got some comparisons with Donald Trump, have you? Yes, I have comparisons, but you know what I am really glad about, Roland. I know that it puts you out of joint because uh, I don't think I, I genuinely don't think after he leaves office that you can do a Donald Trump. It's 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 old news, but uh, and there's always been a view that he's a comedian. Uh, I I am going to live forever. I am still going to be very much around, and it doesn't matter if Donald Trump is in power or not. I'm just I'm there. And I really, I'm really upset with him, by the way. I, I, I feel he has misused the office of the dictatorship. I mean, he should have won the election. He should have rigged it, not the other way around, accusing the people who are not in power. He, he, he misused this opportunity and has left it so late. He's not really a dictator. You know he's not. A dictator right. will, make sure, will make sure that that election is won by the dictator. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he tried to stop those fans with those Democrat votes from arriving. He no, tried his best. No, but, but look, Roland, but Roland, it's not even about that. He shouldn't have even allowed, he should have just changed the constitution and go for a third term straight away. That's the way but he, he did. did. I, he's been saying, I won the election. I won the election. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. You won the election. Okay. Well, I, the counting didn't say you did, but... You won it last time and you didn't have the most votes. Yeah. I see how you're thinking. You know, you, you're three million less votes and you, and you still won. So, of course, he expects to win. 
Yeah, because he's deluded. He has to be, because those are the symptoms of dictatorship. It's just that he hasn't embraced it properly. He's just done bits of it, but he hasn't really embraced it. But look, he's, he's, he's old news now. What do you think of Biden? What do you think Biden is going to do for America? Do you think well, he's I, the last? <laughs> well, no, I, I think he's the first female black president of the United States. Oh, oh, she's got some guy above him, above her looking after things. But but basically they voted for the first black female president. And I, I congratulate, it wasn't, they could, Michelle Obama wasn't up for it, but Camilla Harris got in there instead. So she knows that, she knows Biden might, you know, croak, croak it in about, you know, years time. But no, it's fine. What, but why it's, do people, this is what I don't seem to understand. A lot of people make assumptions that something's going to happen to Biden, that he will not last his four year term. That is, this is why I believe that democracy is a virus because there's ages in there, you know? Honestly, because the man could even go for another, look, he could go for another term. Why do people assume that he's going to die in office? It's ridiculous. Well, I, I, I think Donald Trump is, is going to come back in 2024. He's going to be making a lot of noise from the sideline. So I don't think my impression of Trump is over. It's, if, if anything, it's just going to change gear. And the thing is, I have to be honest, the last Edinburgh French, people saw me dressed in the street wearing pink tights and silver high heels, handing out flyers dressed as Trump. And the first year I did it, they were like, ah, ha, 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 it's really funny. Ah. The next year, and I changed the show a lot. And you were a guest on there one time. And yeah. it changed around. And um, some people were like, oh, no. Oh, God, you just remind me of someone I don't like. You know, oh, no. And the thing is, this year, had he got in, the joke would have been over. Mm. But now he's on the sidelines. It's funny again, because he's not, not the, you know, he's not the president. He's going to be sniping constantly mm. from the sidelines. And also, I think all this whole thing where he's saying he didn't win the election, he won the election, that is, to, that is to shore up his Republican support so they don't boot him. Mm. as, a, as a, the nominee for next time. Because I think, I, I'm dreadfully sad to say for some people, but I do think he's going to try and run again. Well, and he's welcome to run because he's only done one term, but he'll be running against the first black female president because hopefully, not hopefully, <laughs> we, you know what I mean. Uh, I know. And, and, and there's no way, because I don't see how Trump is going to beat Kamala Harris. But she's very, she's, I mean, I remember watching the, uh, did you watch the, the, I mean, we all watched the debates. But yes, but look, 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 this is why. She's I, good. Uh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I say democracy is a virus. And the hypocrites, these politicians, these politicians out of uniform are hypocrites. Let me tell you why. She lambasted, uh, what's his name, Biden. Uh, almost indicating that he didn't do anything for black people and some of his policies were against black people. And before we knew it, a few months later, she's become the vice president-elect, you know, vice presidential candidate. You know, so uh, they flip they flip and flop. You know, they flip. You know, with, with us, the way we govern, you, what you see is what you get. You know, we don't walk with opposition. We don't, you know, yeah. But she had to do what she had to do. She had to do what she had to do, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the inauguration. I have actually... Yeah, Donald Trump got 20 almost 20% of the black vote still. Yeah, 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 exactly. I and what's you, that did all you, about? Did you not think... And I, I was asking someone today, they said, well, basically, you're looking at 
all the rappers, most of the rappers have got so much money. They're all like, oh, oh we don't want to be taxed. Yeah, so some of the things, some of it, is, some of it is to do with money. Well, the, the others to do with religion. They believe he's a Christian, and black people love, you know, they love God. They love, you know, it's as if God was created for black people. So they've embraced the fact, especially from my original country, Nigeria. Lots of Nigerians love Donald Trump because he's religious, because he talks about God. I, I, you know, but he does, but does he really mean it? I don't know. <laughs> he's just sucking up to them and it's uh, I don't think he means it Mm. and it shocks me because I think to myself hold on what what are the reasons for those 20% Mm. all those white supremacists supported or Trump actually just didn't really come out fighting for the white supremacists Mm. you know against them he's like oh you know and 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 you hear all these different stories where, where he's it was very clear that he's he's on that side of the of mm. the fence. So you think to yourself, mm. "Wow, mm. wow." Okay, but so I, so don't you? I, I know I know that um, we're we're on lockdown at the moment. But can you imagine? You would have been very busy if, uh, especially during the elections, and there was no lockdown and we didn't have Corona. I mean, you would be you would be gigging a lot. I was furious. I mean, I, 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 I was asked to go on Britain's Got Talent three years ago, and I got on this year. And of course... Oh, I forgot was, to mention that. Congratulations, because at least... Well, it wasn't, really, it wasn't really a congratulations, because they had to cut my set, and they could mm-hmm. only show, like, not even a minute. Mm-hmm. Because I, all I did was I just took a bit of Trump and a bit of Boris, and I did the, the mutation in between them both. Yeah. And of course, like any, anything, you've got to make it go a bit crazier as it moves mm. on. And so I got a bit madder with the with the uh, Boris Johnson and some switching into this Boris Johnson and suddenly becoming him. I knew because they filmed that at the end of January and, and it was in the can. And I was like, okay, that's going to be interesting when it goes out. Especially when Alicia said the world is run by maniacs, and you're making me, you're you're making me, reminding me of that. That's what she said. Her words were, and I was like, "Whoa, that's quite. That's that's going to be across the Daily Mail." <laughs> and so I'm looking. So I was literally rubbing my hands, looking forward to the airplay and the notoriety because I was, I was, I, I, you know, they filmed twelve acts that day. I went up to Manchester to film it, and I was shoehorned in at the end. And then they suddenly said, oh, yeah, we're going to screen you. Because they don't necessarily going to play your audition. But they did say, yeah, we're going to put you on a Saturday night, so get ready. And so they went through all of my social media. They had somebody going through every, every tweet, every Instagram post, and they made me lock the Facebook down. And I got a whole report of things I had to delete. And I didn't mind, I didn't mind because most of it was rubbish anyway. But I realised, I appreciated it. It's a family show. And that's, that's one side that's a bit of a... For comedians who want to go on to Brent's Got Talent, they've got to realise it's a family show. So, no, so don't even try going on there being cheeky. It's, all, it's pre-recorded, so you've got to come up with something that you're OK with the little children on Sunday copying. So you can have a bit of innuendo, which is mm. fine, but, but the rest of it you're going to be copied by four-year-old children on a Sunday morning. Are you okay with that? Do you think that's okay? So I, I, I sort of went up there and I waited for 12 hours to, to go on the stage. They didn't tell me exactly when I was going to go on. And I was waiting and waiting all day. And I, and I was like, oh my gosh, 
you're joking, I've got to get a train home. And the time kept ticking by. And But the, what they did, they had all the little choirs of children and then they left all the comedians till last because obviously they're on, you know, they're just one person waiting. Mm. So I was the penultimate act to go on and I was so tired. I had to have so much, because I was so excited all day. 12 hours of being like a greyhound in a trap waiting for the you know, waiting for the, the bullet to go off to start running. You know, it actually is quite tiring. So eventually when it came to it, I was actually very, very tired. And they film a lot more than they use. They cut it down. So if you go on that show, you, you just have to remember to make sure the act is family friendly, number one. Number two, no, don't worry about the interviews. They're going to ask lots of questions. And But it was a lot, yeah, you know, I... I it was an experience. I, 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 it was a great experience, but I was disappointed because I knew that you get this Britain's Got Talent notoriety, but they aired it during lockdown. So out it goes. And I, I, my, my gig book, as you know, you've got your own. It was totally mothballed. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I'm not even, you know, you're going, out, you're going out on television to 10 million people in this country plus around the world. It's, it's heartbreaking and it just comes and goes. So now it's, you know, blink if you miss it, I was on Britain's Got Talent. They had to cut the Boris Johnson section altogether because he fell sick. He almost, at the time, they weren't even sure he was going to live. And I was immediately like, oh, they can't show any of it. If they do show any of it, could you imagine what it would make me look like? Like completely, well, they, but they didn't, thankfully. Yeah. So, But anyway, but yeah. it's, it, look, it's the past. And from where I come from, the fact that you actually put yourself out there, I have to congratulate you. Yes, okay, yes, you are disappointed, but, you know, you had that exposure, you've had the experience, and who knows? You, who knows? Never write it off. You might go again with a different character. You've, you've learned the lessons from it, basically. It was interesting meeting Anton Deck. Yeah. You know, those guys, like, I tell you, I tell you a little story about Anton Deck. So I, I'm there wearing my pink, pink tights and silver high heels and my Trump outfit, walking around backstage and sort of waiting, going, what, what time am I on? I found out what, when I was on, on the, on the sheet. But Anton Deck were there. And I, trust me, like, it's like comedians, you know, when, when comedians come and they turn up for their slot and the minute they finish their slot, they go home. Bye, 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 bye. It was very much like that. Anton Decker, the same. They were both on their, they were both oh. sitting there on their phones, like looking down on their phones, like, you know, and then Ant went, went backstage and he said, oh, you know, shook my hand and said, hi, how are you doing? And then, then Decker was sitting there looking down on his phone. The producer comes up and says, oh, can you, you've got to introduce him onto the stage. And it's like literally the best comparison is it's like two puppy dogs being fed at dinner time. The tail started wagging and they started running around me, like making, you know, and they suddenly the light comes on the cameras filming you because they didn't, they didn't show the interview that we had before we went on. But I was flirting with them and they, was, they got really, they got really shy and yeah, embarrassed. But, yeah, but anyway. So maybe you could maybe you could actually set up a, 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 a I don't know a BGT course on, on, on the learning points you know because they're, they're with 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 um, with the lockdown and how the comedy industry has just collapsed um, people are going to need confidence getting back on their feet and I'm sure lots of people are going to look at ways of of um, bypassing the gatekeepers to get back into the into the industry. 
Well, maybe. I mean, I, 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 I'm hoping that maybe next, in the summer next year, things will start picking up again. Yeah. And maybe, maybe in the autumn we'll be back. So we'll be back. What, what are you, what are you doing to fill your time? Do you write? Do you? Oh, well, I, you do content, or are you just drinking wine? And I've been writing. I've been writing a pod. I've been writing a a a, 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 a um sitcom. Oh, okay. Um, with, with a friend and that's almost done it's six episodes it's taken so long to write and to, it's, each episode is half an hour it's going to be an audio broadcast and it's taken so long and so many rewrites and changes and ideas and things that don't make sense you have to I didn't realize how long it takes to write a sitcom whoa it's 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 a lot but it's almost ready so that that's ready to be recorded coming up soon I was hoping to have it ready last year. That's to give you an idea of how long it's taken. Wow. So is that is that with a major TV station or no? It's not. It's, a, it's not. It's only. For, it's literally just a hobby for fun, okay. and uh, and it's going to be just put out as a podcast. So um, and well it's, it's a new new way of doing things. Is you you don't go onto Radio Four and get commissioned. You put it out on a podcast, and and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And if it, and if it um if it if it grows legs, and then you can have another series and maybe get some advertising, or or it could yeah. get commissioned for a radio. Well, but you have to start off. You know, you've got to create something. But yeah, I've been using my time. Yeah, excellent. and I. And I've been I've been making some videos for for YouTube. But there's a few that went out there. Got the one one I did the Boris Johnson's lockdown dance. Okay. That's a hundred thousand views. So um, that was is good. Is that on YouTube? It's on YouTube. Oh, okay. yeah. So that's on YouTube. So, um, but yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's 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 very. Um, it's been a, it's been a tough time, hasn't it? Because we've all been confused. We've all been thinking, how is this going to? I mean, what do you think? Do you think when Edinburgh reopens, it's just going to be a? How many shows are going to be about COVID nineteen? Look, I genuinely believe. Well, that that's what people are saying. But I genuinely believe that Edinburgh, whenever it recovers, is never going to be the same. I reckon it's going to be almost like a fifty percent slash. In terms of the number of shows, that's what I think. Because if you look at it at the moment, the people who were getting gigs before the lockdown, yeah, before the second lockdown, were mainly people who had agents, yeah, or the high-profile comics. So can you imagine all those high-profile comics going to Edinburgh? Uh, you know, what's the point of having anyone who's not high-profile in Edinburgh? That's my, that's my, that's my view. That's my view. Because you have to make the numbers in terms of the rooms. So if you have a, I had a 60-seater room for this year, but how is that going to work next year if I was going to go? You know, I'm going to be losing money. You know, so yeah, uh, Edinburgh is a very tough gig, isn't it? Yeah, for, yeah, so, yeah, very, money. Very, yeah, for money. So I don't know. I, I just think that it's going to be reduced if it takes place, probably by 50%. Uh, you might may well have. The four main um, uh, production companies like um, Pleasance, Gilded Balloon, and all the other two, they are the ones pro probably going to do a show. I, I know, that's just me guessing. But that's, that's what I think would happen next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in order, to make, to make, in order for it to make financial sense, that's the first point. The second point, 
is don't underestimate the de-skilling, the de-skilling, because we, in a way, there's been de-skilling. People are not performing as they used to. So they can't just rush and go back to Edinburgh. Anyway, you know, you have to have a show. You have to be confident as a performer. I genuinely believe some people are going to take some... If that's if, that's if not, people are yeah, going to retired. Some people might have retired. And it's true. I mean, the thing is that, like, to, for me to take a show up there, I've been, I've been living on my savings for some time. And so things have massively changed. Yeah. And... And so I, you know, you need a good few thousand pounds in your in your back pocket before you go up, yeah, just to cover your, or you can even start thinking about making money on doors or or, or free fringe, which is not free. Yeah. Well, we don't free really. Yeah. But. Yeah, but um, but look, hey. I I think I think we need to put these things into perspective. Yeah, you and I are still very much alive, uh, and we will hopefully oh, continue I don't know to be. <laughs> Will continue to be <laughs> continue to be alive. We have certainly for me. Um, I have had to think how I can make my make sense of it all and my creativity. How do I? Because I enjoyed gigging. I enjoyed live gigs. I would have been out now if there was a gig. However, it's given me an opportunity to be strategic. It's given me an opportunity to think and say, okay, where am I going? With my presidency, what else can I do to fill my time? That's why I've started the podcasting. That's why I've been thinking about my writing. Oh, yeah, thinking... yeah. You met Billy Connolly, didn't you? Yes. Well, it was a fake Billy Connolly. It was the fake it Billy Connolly. Was... <laughs> you, you totally convinced me. When I saw, because the thing is, obviously, we're all collecting photos of, of famous comedians to sort of yeah. give us a little interest on us. And when, when I was like, you know, I have got my, my there's my my profile and I've got all my pictures coming through and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and when I saw you post up the Billy Connolly one, I, I was like, oh my god, he's just <laughs> that's not the campaign, and, the thing, and everyone believed it. We all believed it. Yes, I I, I believed it until the next day. I did not oh. speak. Yes, and the, the story behind it was that I met this guy and he said it was Billy Connolly. We had took a photograph together. And I was so excited, I couldn't even sleep the next that night. And then I slept a little bit, woke up, and then someone wrote to me and said, "That's not Billy Connolly. That is his um, lookalike." And they proved it to me. Said, "Meet me in the pub. I'll tell you about this guy." I was so disappointed, so disappointed that I couldn't even, I couldn't really say it was Billy Connolly. Even originally wrote about it on Twitter. Said, "Oh, one of the things I like about uh, Edinburgh is when." Uh, high-profile comics meet uh, comics that are not known with the beauty of it all. And it was sort of an exciting feeling, but it couldn't be Billy Connolly because Billy Connolly is sick, you know, and there was no way he was walking around uh, Edinburgh. That, that, that guy fooled me. He fooled me, but it was good. It was good publicity. <laughs> it was very good publicity. I mean, yeah. that, that, that Edinburgh Fringe, it was a good year for me. I thought it was good fun. I, I had, I had, I had, uh, it was mixed. I had I had a good time because obviously you know about the I don't want to go into the details of it, but you know about the E4 and BBC Studios, the attempted coup. Uh, but there was a lot of publicity. I didn't pay for publicity. Everyone yeah, knew. I, I love the way the com comedy community supported you and yeah. rallied around. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, people, it was like someone stealing a joke in the comedy world, as we know. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and whoa, that's something else. Yeah, and what was really interesting was also it was not about whether they liked my act or not. They just genuinely believed that it was an injustice, and uh, I, you know, uh, I, 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 I um, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it because it, there were bits of it that was really, really painful, and you know, I had momentum. Uh, because it gave me momentum, you know, in terms of, oh, yes, this time this year, uh, in summer, I will be out there doing my show called Stolen. And COVID, just general COVID, just arrived and just pulled the rod off everybody. Just boom! Yeah. Boom! And your I have to uh, congratulate you. Your show last, last year was excellent. It was so good, so much fun. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you so much. Well, it, Pulling up the guy out of the audience and the whole story is so sort of moving and and I wasn't I don't know what I expected but it was a lot more heartfelt and moving than the bombastic President Abonjo that I'm used to seeing. Yeah, and that is why I did it because I remember when I was performing somewhere before I wrote the show and someone said to me, "I don't know where you're going to go with this act," and I just thought, "Ah, I know where I'm going to go with this act. I'm going to show the softer side." of a president. I'm going to show the friendship between a president and an Englishman. I'm going to shock you guys because that's what you like in Edinburgh. You like all these emotive shock, you know, stories. And, and, and um, I, I, it was, it was, I was very pleased with the response, even though I got a bad review from, uh, what's his name, Steve Bennett. Uh, however, what was really- uh, yeah. Did he come though? He came, okay. he came, he came, and it was, he came, but it happened to be a night. I have to say, it wasn't my best performance that day. I was just all over the place. But um, moving away from his review, the audiences liked it. Another, another reviewer gave me four stars. And then next up, they took it off me. So it's, a, it's my first comedy special on Next Up. And the number of people who are watching Goodbye, Mr. President, because I came back to um, London to produce the show properly in a theatre. And uh, it was fantastically done. And then it's got DVD and it's also on, on this live streaming. Oh, I, oh, I didn't know you had it filmed. I mean, that, that's, oh. that's amazing. No, it's filmed. It's filmed and it's on DVD. And um, recently oh. there was someone who saw me who bought the DVD and said, oh my, I, I didn't know you had that side of you, which is what you said about I thought the show was going to be about this bombastic dictator, but it was so emotional, I felt like crying. And, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I, the more you talk, the more I talk about it, the more I think I need to do more. I need to find a way of maybe turning it into a film, because I think it would be a very good film to do, you know, maybe on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, it, yeah, because yeah. It, it shows, yeah. What did you, what, what was it that you liked about it? Well, it, 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 it was normally, normally your act is a lot of like telling people to like, like a, he's like an angry headmaster. <laughs> tell people to be quiet, shut up and sit in their seats. And, you know, it, it, but then this particular show, it started off a bit like that, but then you opened up and you, you just talked about the pain of losing your biggest fan. Yeah. And, and, and then you needed to replace your biggest fan. Yeah. And, and, what I particularly liked, because I had this in my act as well, which was involving the audience 
and and that for me was in my my routine was was something I looked forward to every night. I almost almost dreaded it in case in case the audience right audience didn't come. And of course, one night to another would be completely different because you yeah. get different this. But the night I went, you had like a parade of four lookalike men, <laughs> from, uh, and they were all up for it, and and I in you know up for the fun for the game. Yeah. And as you walk along, and you're comparing the photo to the to the to the punter, and and and, and intimidating them slightly, it was it was <laughs> and the audience giggled with you, and it was all it was brilliant. We I really enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you so much. I uh, yeah, it was uh, such an emotive uh, emotive show because there was one person who was written into the show who actually came, and he happened to be a friend of that fan, and he remembered um, the storyline and he was crying and people did not believe it was it was a case of wow this guy came to the show and this is actually a real story because people didn't know whether it was real or not people thought it was just comedy but it was a yeah. real story that yeah well thank you so much look i have enjoyed um talking to you um we 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 started off by talking about donald trump and then edinburgh fringe and uh what you're planning to do for the BGT, uh, because look. We watch this space. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think, I think I do feel I'm going to have a little pause for a bit before I come back. It's going to be a bit of thought, you know, a bit of, and like many people, there'd be some video work going on. Yeah, I I said to you, that is exactly what I think will happen. This, this lockdown has given people an opportunity to take stock and just think about where is this app going? Do I still want to do it? Because it's such a very competitive market and it's also a very unfair market at times. And um, it, it's, it's what it is. And I think, I, I genuinely think that the lockdown, as you know, has affected people mentally. And so the last thing you want to do is start, yeah, because doing comedy, affects you mentally. There's no two ways. <laughs> so you don't want that added pressure. So you have to find the balance. I'm definitely going to keep my toe in for sure. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of things because my act is obviously lampooning politics with, with the actual sound bites like yeah, a collage yeah, 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 yeah. and costume changes. And I don't think, you know, I, I, I did have a residency as Boris up okay. until Christmas, I was walking for ball, working for Bolly Ballerson for, for, for a bit. That was the idea. And that got cancelled. But going from table to table, I was Boris. I dressed up as Boris. I had a Trump guide next to me and we were doing some table shows. Mm. But, you know, people, they love laughing at Boris. But I don't know how long it's going to be about for. But if it's, gonna, if it's still about in the summer, after the summer, watch this space. Yeah, but you you think about other characters. You're you're a brilliant comic. You 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 can easily adapt. And I remember I remember the first time I saw you. It was it wasn't actually the new act of the year. It was the Amuse Muse, and you killed okay. it. Oh, flipping it! I... You killed it that night. You you because you moved from Boris to um, Trump. You you oh, to Tatcha. You did all three, and it was fantastic. I just thought, wow. This guy is on his way, but that's what we all think. We have a very great gig, and then the next day, nothing fucking happens. Excuse my French. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it's how I mean. Amuse Moose is a 
is a is a she's she's Hills Jago's been running that for years. Yeah, and it's a good social. You know, she gets a lot of interesting people through her doors. Yeah, and yeah. and I know she also gets a lot of very famous people that don't make it to her top top deck mm. every year, which she's embarrassed about. Mm. But I said, well, you know. It, it's, it's one of those ones where it's a bit of a popularity competition at the beginning. How many friends can you get in who can vote mm. for you? Mm. Unless mm. you're safe, of course. Mm. I, did, I did. I got to the semi-finals. I was so disappointed. I thought that I was going to get to the finals. But um, that's the past anyway. But I, I did what I needed to do. Competitions now. I'm gone past competitions. There's no for competitions now. But look, Roland, it's been fantastic. My listeners, my audience members, people around the world, I hope you have enjoyed this fantastic conversation with Roland. um, I'm going to give a little plug for my Instagram, at the TV TV. There's a few little things on there. That's where there's going to be some videos. Excellent. I think you've also, I also know that you've you've, uh, you've, set up a group, haven't you? That has lots of- Crap crap you find in charity shops is now 150,000 people. Wow, wow. 50,000, and it keeps climbing. Every day there's thousands of people. And, that, and there's those... a, a new oh. one I started last week called Creepy Dolls Found in Charity Shops. That at the moment is a, is a thousand people. Okay, and those are potential those are potential audience members, aren't they, for future shows? You know what I mean? I mean, that's the thing. So watch out, Edinburgh 2022, Crappy Find in Charity Shops. The show is coming. Yeah, okay. So he's really confident. My good friend Roland is confident that there will be an Edinburgh show. It's going to be in 2022. 2021 will be about COVID shows, but 2022 about big crypts. Uh, crypt, is it? Is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's, it's been, it's been fantastic, man, Roland. Uh, thank you so much of having, for, 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 for coming to my podcast. I know you're a busy yeah. man. And uh, we'll, see, we'll speak to you soon, I hope. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very Cheers. much. See you around. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.